fans, this is the Raider Nation podcast, and a somber one at that. I want to start off the podcast first by uh, sending well wishes and prayers to all those victims of Hurricane Katrina in the south. Uh, I was born actually in Alabama, and I lived in Biloxi, Mississippi, till I was six. Um, may not seem like it, but I remember it very well. I remember I didn't see a block wall between houses till I moved to California. It was always open fields or no fences or chain link fences back there in the country. We were poor too. And um, there's just a lot of great folks there. Uh, they don't have much, but they'll give you what they have. A great place. The South is a beautiful place. And what makes it so beautiful are the people. Don't let this uh, media coverage of people looting and going crazy because if it happened here, same thing would happen here too. Those people have a lot less than we do. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do for your family. I, you know, what can I tell you? Not that I agree with looting, but hey, man, put yourself in their shoes. I just want to send out prayers to all those who lost family members and um, all the devastation, people who lost their entire life. It's amazing the travesty and the damage that have been done. But thank God um, for the rest of this country and the United States of America. I know as Raider fans, we will pitch in and do our share, whether we can give a little bit or give a lot, give our time, or just give some prayers. So I encourage you Raider fans to donate to the Red Cross or whatever you want to help your brothers and sisters. Uh, you know there's some Raider fans out there. Nonetheless, there are people that are hurting out there. And hopefully I'll have a link to the Red Cross on the site soon by Randy the Raider Eagle. Um, so once again, uh, all my heart, heart, heart's prayers from the bottom of my heart to all those who have been affected by this great tragedy. Anyways, back to the show. I want to shout out to my good buddy, the Raider Eagle, who's doing a fantastic job with the site. I'd like to remind the listeners to check out my site at www.raidernationpodcast.com and vote for me on Podcast Alley, if you could, please. It's helping me to be up in the ratings. Matter of fact, I am fifth overall in sports for Podcast Alley and 181st currently out of 6,500 podcasts. And that's you, Raider fans. You guys are making it happen. And I have you to thank for it, because I'm just a firefighter who loves my Raiders, who found an outlet um, to shout out the news to the rest of the country and actually the rest of the world, because we got people from Japan to Rome, Pittsburgh. Matter of fact, Danny London Langdon and his cousin in Oklahoma City recently tuned in, got a kick out of my show about Tim Dalberg, or Tim, anyways, it was a funny show. I thought it was funny, too. And shouts out to you guys. I got some stickers on the way. As soon as you send me your address, it's going. Um, I want to thank my regular listeners for voting for me. And like I said, it's kind of somber, um, this whole thing about the hurricane. So I'm going to try to stay off that subject because we already heard enough about it on the news. The news got to glorify everything. But uh, send him some money, because I certainly am. Tonight's show is going to be 
Raiders cut seven. Who are they? Winless preseason. What's up with that? Jerry Porter. Where is this guy? Kerry Collin fumbles and bumbles and visions of 2004 of uh, him turning the ball over so many times. We'll talk a little bit about that. First thing I want to get to is Sam Williams, placed on injured reserve. He will not play the rest of the season. Uh, his ACL is done. He's going to be in surgery, and he will not play. So with him on the injured reserve, they have some extra room. Also, they dropped uh, Bryce Benkos, a punter. They lost the running back, Leonard Harry. Leonard Harry, excuse me. Tackle Pete McMahon, who I thought was going to be pretty good, but he blew his knee out. Uh, David Rivers, the quarterback. Linebacker, Magula Duante, Tulente, Tulehi. <laughs> excuse me, the Viking were kicking in. And cornerback, Barack Williams, who wasn't very productive. So they are no longer with the Raiders. Well, um, Sam Williams will be just because he got injured. Okay. What shall we talk about next? Well, let's talk about Kerry Collins, because I was concerned at this game. I was very concerned um, that we had so much trouble protecting Collins. Let me just say two things. One thing is Collins holds the ball, holds the ball an unusual amount of time. He, he holds it longer than most quarterbacks. Uh, it's a good thing when we got somebody busting loose down the field, but it's not such a good thing because you got the pass rush there, and it can be nasty. O'Keefe and Barry from Arizona worked over Gallery most of the day that he was in there. Um, and Kerry Collins, come on, Kerry, you dr you dropped the ball. And what I mean by dropping the ball isn't that you fumbled the ball, even though you did, but you dropped the ball as a professional. You're not a rookie. You have experience. Either get rid of the rock, throw it out of bounds, or cover it. When you see so much pressure, your pocket disappeared in seconds. You know, you're a veteran quarterback. There's no excuse for four fumbles. And I hope Turner crawled up your rectum and told you about it. Because he likes to soft-step everything. He doesn't want to point fingers at anybody. Because that's kind of the guy... Norv is. He's the gentle guy. You don't see him getting real upset about anything. But I'm real upset about the way Collins performed in managing the ball. Now, I could blame the offensive line. Maybe they're a little bit to blame. I think probably slightly a little bit. Uh, Turner did say the timing was off and there were some miscues on the offensive line. Not that they couldn't physically handle the line. It's just that they were mental errors. Well, hello, Raider fans. When have we heard that before? And somebody, please, somebody tell me when the last time we had a safety. When is the last time the Raiders had, had a safety on them? Can someone please email me, www.raidernationpodcast.com, and tell me the last time the Raiders chumped up a safety? Because that was embarrassing. Talk about embarrassing for the fans. That was an embarrassing performance. I was concerned totally throughout that game about the lack of rhythm and the lack of organization. And I'm going to say it like it is. I just don't think the Raiders are up for the Cardinals. I think they thought that they were going to go into there and beat the Cardinals easy. Now, you'd think they'd learn by now not to take any team for granted. As a fan, and I'm sure you're the same way, you know you can't take a team for granted. 
especially one like Arizona, who's been doing some serious rebuilding. They've got a new coach and a new attitude, and it shows. And I told you, Raider fans, last podcast, that Arizona meant business. And even though we did pretty good, we did very well against them with our first offense, on paper, which is a, a, I hate hearing that. The Raiders look good on paper, and on paper they did good, but they lost the game. So they can wipe their ass with that paper because the paper doesn't mean shit unless you get the job done. Now, I'm sorry I'm getting emotional about it, but here we are, third game of the season, and Collins is fumbling the ball four times, and we look like um, a not very organized team, aside from the defense, which I thought was very much improved and has improved consistently throughout the season, the preseason. Um, but look, here's on paper right here. Look, his stellar rating, Collins, 103.6%. 103.6 is his rating in the 17-16 loss to the Cardinals. He completed 17 of 25 passes for 189 yards and no interceptions. But four fumbles! What's the difference? Arizona capitalized on every miscue. They gained points on every one. We were only able to, after Grant Irons made the interception, get a field goal. And what's up with the red zone? What's up with the red zone offense? We've had this problem before. We had it. <laughs> We've had it before. Turner better turn these guys on fire because even though on paper we've outscored, outscored opponents and we've gained almost 2-1 to one yardage advantage in the first half, we're losing games with our second team. Now, I know preseason doesn't mean a whole lot, and it wouldn't bother me a whole lot if we lost the Cardinal game if we had the same type of rhythm with the first team. I'm still concerned about the second team, but we had no rhythm. And without rhythm, you ain't going to move the ball. And we didn't do a very good job at it. Now, I'm hoping that Kerry Collins gets, like I said, he gets an earful from the coach, and he understands that he's got to deal with it. Because the offensive line better realize that they're not Superman, even though they look good on paper. Paper don't mean nothing, especially when you're wiping with it. It means something when the points are on the board and the fans go out to the parking lot and light fireworks because we won the damn game. Now, Curry, Ronald Curry, who had the, uh, the Achilles injury last, last year, played the whole first-team session and had absolutely no problems. He had no soreness. He's good. He's 100%. And that's good because Curry is... He's one of the men. He's one of the fabulous four that we're going to have to have to make to make this thing work. And I think our first team is awesome. We've done very, very well, even though we've lost. Okay? We've lost three games. But don't forget, Raider fans, in 1983, we lost three games, too. We only won one of our preseason games, and we won the Super Bowl. So that's not all it's, it's cranked up to be on paper. <laughs> I keep
hate to tell you that on paper it looks good, but it's kind of pissing me off the, the way the on paper thing's coming out too much. I don't like hearing that. I like hearing on the field better than on paper. Through three games and seven plus quarters, the Oakland Raiders have outscored their opponents 39 to 18, outgained them 549 yards to 230 yards, and on defense, the Raiders noticeably improved a great deal since last year and stuck the Cardinals to a 2.2 yards per rush average. That's awesome, and that's the 4-3 defense. That's why it works, because we have the guys for 4-3 defense. Rob Ryan, thank you so much for giving us back the 4-3 defense. And Raider fans, I want to tell you one thing. If you haven't noticed it yet, we haven't sent a pass rush in. We really haven't blitzed a lot at all in the preseason, any game we've played. And if you haven't noticed it, think about it. Our defense is going to be nasty. And Rob Ryan learned last season not to give up all his cards in one foul swoop. And he's learning that this is the defense we need to have. They keep talking about throwing in a little 3-4 difference here and there. You know, whatever. As long as our basic package is the 4-3. Because all the pressure we got on the, qu the quarterback um, of Arizona was all done with the front four. The front four guys. Kelly... Bobby Hamilton, Warren Sapp, Ted Washington, those guys were putting the pressure. They were putting the pressure on. So when we start blitzing and using our more complex defenses, which we will use, of course, in the preseason, I think you're going to see an insane difference in this team. It's funny, Charles Woodson said, <laughs> he goes, it is what it is. I could just see him saying that with his nice... $500 silk cap. It is what it is, Charles Woodson said of the 03 record, but he added, when the starters are in there, we're doing a good job. What more can you say? I think so, too. I think the starting defense is stronger than it's been in years, at least the last three. And we have young, good, strong players. Our linebackers, they're, they're awesome. And let me just get in there right now. I'm going to talk about Grand Irons. I'm going to talk about Grant Irons because he is the guy that is primed to have an excellent year. He's a guy that's primed to have 22, 23 tackles, average, four sacks, five sacks, six sacks this year. His biceps are as big as my thighs. He's a monster, and he's not only intense, He's, learn, he's learning now how to harness the intensity and not overshoot the boundary, not overshoot the ball, be smarter to reading the play. Because I honestly, last podcast, didn't think that him or Tyler Brayton were quick enough to cover the tight ends or the, the running back out of the backfield for passes. I stand corrected. They showed me this game that they can make it happen. Quick to the ball quick to the quarterback that shows me a great difference in, as far as his controlling himself if he can keep that up we have a pro bowler on our hands for sure along with his interception he pressured the quarterback several times um, 
Jay Foreman commented too, we haven't even started to rush through these games yet. I can't wait till we start doing that. You know, we got him from the Texans. And Kelly attributed his success in this game to the front four. Not the front three, Raider fans, the front four. And let me reiterate, that's the defense the Raiders need to have. That's the defense that we're going to have. And that's the defense that's going to do something for us when we beat the Patriots at home in the nice fall warm air. I can't wait to see Tom Brady trying to tuck the ball. <laughs> I can tell him where to tuck the, the, the ball. Jerry Porter, where have you been? Where have you been? Jerry Porter has been injured since camp. And he pulled a hamstring shortly before, shortly during camp and hasn't been seen, seen really any action except for rehab. He will play in the Saints game, but he won't play much because nobody in the first team is going to play much because Turner has to get to look at the second team to see who's going to cut to trim down the roster. They need to look at all their rookies, need to look at everybody and see what's happening because it ain't over. But it's not difficult to predict that Jerry Porter is going to come in this season and do great. Last four games of last season, he was awesome. That's when Ronald Curry had his hamstring injury, and he got a chance to meet up with Collins, and they connected. He made some beautiful catches, and that's why they gave him the contract. But he hasn't been on the field because of his injury. He might be a little bit rusty in the first game, but still, this guy's not going to get double coverage. And when Kerry and him were on fire the last four games of the season last year, he was incredible. Because during the previous game, the previous games, other than the last four when Curry was, Curry was the man. Collins was thrown to Curry like every play, seemed like. Porter got some leftovers, but not very much. But after Curry got hurt, Porter came to his own, especially when we went to Denver when he played against the shutdown corner, Chump Bailey. What a chump. Cocky little guy. You know, it serves him right for make, talking all that smack because Porter worked him and used him. Who's your daddy? Absolutely. He worked him over for three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, three touchdowns. 135 yards. Worked him. So Chump Bailey's got a whole new respect for Mr. Porter, and I'm sure he better dress him as Mr. Porter because he's going to see him twice this season. Because you have to look at He's not going to get double coverage. Man, Randy Moss virtually guarantees that Jerry Porter will never see double coverage when he's in. And that's why when Randy Moss played back at the Vikings, the receivers that played on the opposite side had great seasons. A thousand yard seasons, five campaigns in a row, eight touchdowns each. Chris Carter made him look greater than he was. Great receiver by any means, but made him better because they couldn't double team him. Nate Burleson made 1,000 yards plus, and so did Marcus Robinson, eight touchdowns. That's just from the Vikings. The only thing I have to say about that is Kerry Collins. Let's hope 
that he matures past this fumbling, bumbling, rumbling stage and, you know, finds himself. Because, to be quite honest, Raider fans, I am concerned. I am concerned. Now, Curry, uh, I think he hurt one of his middle index finger. He, he uh, dislocated it. They fixed that for him. Tuyasosopo still has um, a broken finger. So his passing finger, when he was thrown so bad, because he had a broken finger. Go figure. Now, Raider fans, I want you guys to know that Jerry Porter and Ronald Curry will be outstanding receivers. I haven't seen much from Moss. It's not like we have to see much from Moss because, you know, he is a, the star receiver. We don't expect him to turn into a, a you know, a plum, a, excuse me, a prune from a plum, a plum because he comes to the Raiders. He's going to be productive, but he's going to be double covered. So Raider fans, it's going to be a beautiful season. And even Vegas says we're we have uh, they're putting all their money on us to be eight and eight, okay? That means fifty percent of the games we're going to win. That means we have the fifty percent chance of beating the Patriots at home, opening night, worldwide audience. It's time for the Raiders to get ready to play some football. And if they want to be chumps, they'll go in and play like chumps. If they want to be champs, there is absolutely no reason that this team, the way it is, offensively and defensively, cannot manhandle the New England Patriots and take them down. I expect to have Tom Brady running around with a big brown streak in his pants because Grant Irons is grabbing him by the neck and pulling him down to the ground. Oh, 15-yard penalty. I shouldn't say that. There's no reason that that can't happen. We will not see much from the Saints game. It'll be mostly second team people playing. We'll get a good chance to see these guys play. I hope they play better. And I'm sure if you're going to go to the game, Raider fans, that they'll have collection plates there like they've had before for donations. Please be willing to give. Because we're just uh, a day away, a year away, 10 years away from having a major earthquake here in the Bay Area. Hey, could happen to us. Take care of our brothers and sisters in this great country of ours. Okay, some sideline notes here. Chris Carr came from nowhere. And I don't know about you guys, but I love the way this guy runs. Chris Carr, as a return man... He's a rocket. I love it. He's a bullet. He follows his blockers, and he's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to make some TDs right off the kick. And that is something the Raiders need, too, in their special teams. Because last couple of years, we've had guys that were very tentative and didn't want to make it the big push, you know. Because that is a brutal, <laughs> brutal part of this game, the kick return, punt return. Insane. You have monsters running as fast as they can trying to take your head off. And you're trying to block and dodge. It's it's like, uh, it's pretty incredible. So I take my hat off to Chris Carr. He's zooming onto the roster. He, I have no doubt that he'll make this team and he'll be our number one punt kick returner. 
And good luck to him because he looks like he can do the good job too. So, Grand Irons, Tyler Brayton. I, I, all I can say is praise, praise, praise to these guys because they've improved their place so much, especially on the coverage. I'm very impressed, and I look for great things in these guys. Since they're so big and they're young and fast, if they don't get hurt, we're going to have a great year. Jay Foreman, we got some great players. And, you know, we were all concerned about the defense. All summer long, I'm listening to people. I'm watching forums. I'm reading this. Defense, we need defense, we need defense. Well, we did it. We went out and got a defense. And I think we got a damn decent defense. Now we have to have hope that the coaching works. Because I'll tell you, Raider fans, if we don't win games, it's coaching. That's plain and simple. And if you don't agree with me, I'm sorry. But we got the people on paper. We got the people on paper that can do it. Screw the paper. Let's see it on the field. And what we need to see it from is the coaching. Because there was a whole lot of bumbling and fumbling last year with North Turner's offense and really obvious with the defense. I hope uh, Ryan's daddy took him out this summer, got him drunk, and showed him the facts of life in the NFL. Not for long if you don't win. I don't care what your name is. These coaches better get it together. Anyways, on my tirade, I forgot about Johnny Morant. Here's a guy who dropped every ball during uh, spring uh, training. <laughs> they, they, this guy had absolutely no hope of getting to the team because he was dropping balls all over the place. But every time they put him into play in the preseason game, he's money. Every ball that comes his way, he's money. He's all over the field. He's catching every ball. Now here's a, you know, what do you do with a guy like that? You keep him. That's what you do. Denard Walker's not looking very good. Last year he was a starter. This year I think he's a farter. I think he's gone. And running back John Paul Fushi. Don't think so. I think he's got a long shot chance of making it, but I don't think so. Even as a fullback, I don't think he'll do it. So the next game's not going to show a whole lot, Raider fans. It's not going to show a whole lot of our first team, but it'll show a whole lot of our second team. And that's really what we want to look at. We want to look at the guys that are going to be filling the slots while the first team is resting or there's injury or, you know, heaven help us if we have injury. You've got a young team, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Anybody can get hurt and usually does. There are 32 teams in the NFL, and then there are the Oakland Raiders. We are a team apart, especially this year. I'm not just saying that. Anybody in football, even people that don't like the Raiders, have got to know. And they said it. I've said a lot of people. Patriot fans, man, you have a team this year. So it's not just us touting the team. And you can definitely bet the AFC West is concerned about one team. That's the Oakland Raiders. San Diego will make a run, but what I've said before, we should beat San Diego on paper. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a kick on that paper thing. I can't let it go. Anyways, that's all for the show tonight. Raider fans, I just want you to know I'm improving in my health and the podcast will continue to improve as long as I continue to improve. 
and that's a good thing for you and for me. So please tune in again, and hopefully it won't be quite so silly, or maybe it'll be more silly, who knows, because I'm still taking my pain now. God bless all of you, wherever you may be, a Raider fan or not. If anybody's listening to me or can hear me from a devastated area in the South, my heart and prayers go with you all. And so does the entire Raider Nation. I want everyone to have a safe evening. Think about life, people. It's short and can change in a split second. Give a hand when you have to give it. God bless y'all. Thank you.